Today is Tuesday, July 31st, 2018, and you're listening to the Official View News. I'm Greg Pollock. And I'm Alex Hernandez. And you can find all the links to the stories we talk about in our weekly newsletter and on news.vjs.org. About a month ago on the podcast, we talked about how Arthur Feria compared all the options to create a hybrid app and decided ultimately to go with the Quasar framework. This is the high-performance full front-end stack which allows you to create web apps, hybrid mobile apps, and Electron apps all using the same view code base. Exactly, and at the end of last week, Quasar and Quasar CLI 0.17 came out. The big feature in this release is server-side rendering support. It also has a Quasar meta plugin, allowing you to manage your meta tags and change page titles. Which is very important for SEO. Yeah, and it has a bunch of additional features and bug fixes. Razvan Stonescu, who runs the project, is also asking for donations on his Patreon if you want to support his work on the project. Greg, what are you doing? <laughs> Making a snake out of paper clips. And why are you doing that? Because I'm finding anything else to do other than importing all these components into my view files. It's making the app slow, and keeping up with these references is a hassle. Oh, I knew that problem all too well. <laughs> yeah. And I have a solution for you. Adria Fontcuberta over on IT Next wrote a whole post on component registration patterns. It goes over three ways of doing this. The first is conditionally rendering components with v-if to avoid unnecessary rendering. Another trick is using Vue's native component component. Component component. That's the template syntax for dynamically rendering a component when you don't know what it is ahead of time. Essentially, you can pass in components as props, but wouldn't I still have to import all the components that I might be using? Not with the final pattern. It turns out you can take advantage of Webpack to register multiple components at once with dynamic imports. This even comes with the benefit of code splitting. I'll have to check that out. So much for my paperclip house. Indeed. It's time to give old Clippy a rest. Do you need to get up to speed on how to use Vue's new CLI? Command line interface? Yeah, it's one of the most well thought out CLIs I've honestly seen with the framework. And it's a killer feature to have a browser interface to build and configure your projects. Um, considering it's got a GUI, it's more than just a command line interface. Yeah, I bring it up because Adam Jar just released a free video covering the basics. The video teaches both the command line and browser interface, the file organization of the Vue project it generates for you, and how to build for deployment. Check it out on Vue Mastery. Pop quiz, what's the difference between Vue and React? Um, one is backed by Facebook, and the other is backed by love. <laughs> well, that's true. Does that mean that Facebook is the opposite of love? <laughs> I was about to ask that same question. <laughs> well, that might be true, but I'm more asking, how do you use them? What do they look like? How would you explain their differences to, say, a somebody completely new to web development? Uh, I'd say learn, a, learn both of them for about an hour. Thankfully, Sunil Sandhu of JavaScript in Plain English has written a post spelling out line by line the differences between the two. He covers everything a beginner needs to know, mutating data, passing it to child components with props, and passing the data back up via event listeners. Nice, but how beginner friendly is this? Let me put it to you this way. It's the perfect article to read if you have touched neither Vue or React. I dare say you're learning two frameworks at once. Nice. 
You'll never find my secret guide to developing clean, consistent code in Vue.js. Then you probably shouldn't have told me you have one. <laughs> Thankfully, I found F5 Studio's secret guide. In the Medium article, they mention using Vuex to organize your work in data, use JSLint to flag bugs, $watch to get updates about data, and HTML custom attributes to reduce backend HTTP requests. You had me until that point. How do you use custom attributes to reduce backend requests? Yeah, good question. I thought the same thing, so I had to learn more what they're talking about. See, in a Vue app, you might be making lots of API calls using Axios to fetch data to render a page. One way you could reduce API calls is by doing a little server-side rendering and embedding the data inside HTML custom attributes, like a data attribute, which then gets loaded browser-side from your HTML into your Vue component. So instead of fetching a template and data to render in that template, this is fetching a template which has pre-rendered the data inside of it, saving you another server call. Right. So um, check out F5's article for more secrets. And don't tell anyone about it. <laughs> wow! <laughs> what is it, Alex? <laughs> <laughs> that got me. <laughs> I just read the most interesting post. No way! <laughs> <laughs> it talks about how to create essentially a customizable widget with view via the iframe element. I frames how do you use them with you <laughs> they're the best yes they are the best they're perfect for examples such as making booking forms for your third-party websites right so people can embed like the iframe on their web page this is your embeddable widget yeah lawrence braun the post author wonderfully summarizes this by building a very simple app only with view and view router he demonstrates how to achieve customizability via query parameters and inline styling. Using all that he explains, you can toss in a URL into an iframe and have a personalized widget. Nice. Now I have inspiration from my puppy rental service. Really? No, not really. Oh. <laughs> you sound so disappointed. <laughs> As you may know, Nuxt is one of the most popular Vue frameworks, helping you improve app performance and SEO. But when using Nuxt, you need to decide between running it in three different modes to determine how your app is built, deployed, and served. And these three were written up this week in an article by Emerson Matthews. I think one of those modes is a spa or single page app mode. Right. The first is spa. The next is universal isomorphic web app or UWA. Is that an UWA? <laughs> and the last is a pre-rendered single-page app. That would be Perspa? Perspa? <laughs> I don't think that one you're supposed to abbreviate, but it would be Perspa. Spa seems to be the normal view mode where the HTML served to the client is empty and we use JavaScript to dynamically render the HTML. And UWA or UWA is where on initial load, the JavaScript is run on the server side before the content is sent to the client. And once it's loaded, it runs like a normal spa. And lastly, you've got pre-rendered single page applications. Press spa! Which is where each of your routes is pre-rendered when you build. So your static deployed files include pre-rendered HTML for each route. And once the page is loaded, it runs like a normal spa. Hey, Alex, how would you go about testing this Vuex plugin? Hmm, let's see. I'd say you should write tests on it using an instance of a store, but then you're also unnecessarily testing Vuex itself. 
Yeah, I've run into that problem before where it feels like you're testing the framework itself or the library itself. And you'd probably do the same with other Vuex plugins. You're right. Recently, Bob Thomas wrote a post on how to tackle this exact problem. All you have to do is write a mock implementation of a store that does really simple event handling. From there, all you have to do is write unit tests. Nice. There's a lot of learning to be done on top of Vue syntax to get a web application deployed with authentication, databases, and APIs. But wouldn't it be nice to know roughly how long it might take to learn these different tools and what might be recommended? Yeah, it would be. Usually I just dive in thinking it'd be an hour to learn. Then the next day I wake up and realize I have no clue how long it would take and what I have done with my life. <laughs> yeah, right. It always takes longer, which is why if you're in this boat, you might appreciate Alexei Azeroth's article on the smart way to do minimum full stack. He doesn't show you how to do any of these, like the nitty gritty, just why you need to learn each piece of the stack and how long it will take to learn it. What does he recommend for a minimal stack? Yeah. Well, after you learn Vue, it starts with Firebase authentication, which should take about a day to learn, then Firebase real-time database and Firestore for your database, which will take about two to three days, then another two or three days for Firebase cloud functions, which help you do processing like emails or thumbnails or taking payments. And lastly, you'll want two to three days to learn about Next.js so you have good SEO and you can create a pre-rendered single page app. Prispa strikes again. <laughs> yeah, again, Prispa. Thank you for listening to the official Vue News podcast. Be sure to tune in every week for the latest news in the Vue community. See you next week.